What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Jola Sabiaran, your stop for all things pop, where we talk about all things pop culture from here in our homes in 2021. <laughs> and to the rest of the globe, welcome everyone, happy new year, and yeah, congrats for surviving 2020, we are back. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, well, we had a little bit of a Christmas break, holiday break over the holidays obviously it wasn't really planned but surprisingly even though it was kind of like a virtual christmas for most people um we're not talking about those people who are still on the beach with their friends every week or something <laughs> but it was it was still very hectic uh but i hope everyone had a great holiday season especially after that crazy crazy year uh before any other holiday cuento Um, let's welcome our co-host for today. Welcome back to Popcorn, Paula. Hello, it's been a while. Hi. Yeah, it has. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> Hi. Of course, Prince is here as well. Hello, hello, hello. And the master who doesn't want to be called. <laughs> Why do you always say that about me and not Paula or Prince? <laughs> I think uh, it's a. Because you're an influencer, and yeah, yeah. not use influencer. that word. That's a dirty word. That's a dirty word. <laughs> A thought leader. But Prince on is the only one who is verified among the four of us. Oh, so there true. is also that. <laughs> Ganun na pala dapat. The verified news ano, correspondent. Prince. <laughs> <laughs> And Emil, of course, is here. Uh, that's the yeah. long-running joke if you've been listening for the longest time. <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, yeah. Congrats ulit to everyone for surviving what was probably the worst year we have ever lived to see for ourselves i mean yeah. you know we've seen history and it happened again and we didn't even know mm-hmm. it was coming and uh this episode is kind of like saying bye 2020 and just having one last look at our 2020 experiences before we continue on with our lives finally <laughs> this year so um Kamusta? Kamusta holidays nyo? And how was your 2020 before we begin our whole episode? <laughs> Just briefly, like, outside of popcorn or pop culture stuff, anything you'd like to say as we take one last look at 2020? Um, in terms of, like, personal stuff, I would have to say, like, 2020 wasn't as bad a year I've had this like previous years like personally speaking like in terms of the experiences that I've had like especially with work because I started working in a new company this year as in literally I, last year at the start of 2020 like it's it's actually my anniversary with my workplace today so it was January 6 um, 2020 that I started and it was crazy because it was just like two months, two and a half months that I was like in the office and physically seeing my office mates and like haven't fully adjusted yet. And then having to transition to like only virtually seeing them for the rest of like the year. The regular during quarantine. It was very strange. But, you know, um, you learn to adapt and I'd, I'd like to think that while difficult, I, I have adapted well. So that's something I think I'm definitely proud of uh, this year. And yeah, um, it's it's been great. The holidays were great. Um, the new my new agency has a, a Christmas shutdown, which I have never experienced before. So I was very very happy with that. The only shutdowns um, we 
stand. So, we, we stand. <laughs> so, ayun, it, it was nice. Um, apart from, of course, not seeing everybody like constantly. As an extrovert, that was very difficult. But um, it was very interesting having to like have this much time to yourself and really think about things. And mentally speaking, even with all of the um, messes that have been happening like around us, eh? like mentally speaking, I've, I've been better this year than I have been in the last few years. So that's also something that I'm definitely proud of myself for 2020. But of course, everything else was horrible. So I'm just very happy <laughs> that like within that personal bubble, there wasn't like too much else adding on to the already like horrible surroundings around. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's it. So the holidays were great. I slept mostly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's really a strange year, I feel, for a lot of people who are starting jobs or parang naipit yeah. sila in the pandemic because, you know, it's a oh, super yeah. unique experience. I also left my job last year uh, and that was my first job. So parang transitioning out of that and having a new experience, it's just really weird, especially na you don't really see people, etc., so, you know, it's, I guess we're one of the few people or the people who did that last year are really like in a unique position that no one else will ever have to experience that <laughs> yeah. ever again until the next, yeah. hopefully, wala nang next anything. Hopefully, there's no next. <laughs> did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's her name? See Jennifer Aniston post first pandemic. I was like, what? How Girl. many more pandemics? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I mean, congrats, Paula. Parang yun nga eh. It's like a really strange year na it feels like yesterday you just started your job and now yeah. it's today. But it also yeah. feels like, wow, ambilis. Parang the time, it's like time really just warped and now we're in a new okay. year and living new lives. Uh, who wants to go next, Emil? Um, I mean, just in terms of personal updates, I guess last year I finished all my coursework for grad school, Yay! so I I only have the ex- I only have the exams to go and then the quote unquote thesis, kahit non thesis trabaho. Um, Grabe ang bilis din na. Oh nga I mean, it was it was two years. It was two years. So I'll, I'll, I mean, but that yeah, one year true. time warp is really like just like takes it out. Na parang wow, that's done. Yeah, I mean, it, I, st- I still feel completely unprepared just because, like, the mo- the sense of momentum is, like, completely gone. Like, especially when we cut from, uh, like, on-site classes to online class. And online class is horrible no matter if you're an undergrad, if you're a grad student, if you're working from home lang. It's just so yeah. bizarre to transition to. But, I mean, I mean, yeah, but I, I guess I finished the classes anyway. And then on a more personal note, I also wrote a short story again for the first time in like four years since Yay! I was in college, like for myself today, for my, for my family. So it feels it feels great. And it's it's a it's a I feel like cr- just creating stuff and being creative is like a huge boost already to my own mental health, which has been like awful in the past how many months we've been in lockdown. Um so yeah, I mean, just and I'm learning to put myself out there a little bit more, which means not saying no to Cholo whenever he says, "Hey, who wants to, wants to be in the next episode?" We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun being with you guys. Anyway, Aww. we always love to have you here as our master. Lana, now babalik. You've said that how many times? We've we've had this conversation how many times? This That's is an true. abusive relationship. Oh, grabe naman. 
Anyway, oh, pero oh, oh, oh. <laughs> joke lang, joke lang, joke lang. For me, well, sort of, yeah, like, siguro like pandemic aside, I think I had a pretty good year. Like, I also started a new job this year. The, the only difference to Paula is I started my ju- new job the week of quarantine. So, oh my gosh. Uh, like right I, at the start. That's right crazy. at the start. So I went to the office for three days and then bang, I'm I'm at home for the rest of until now. So so yun, I also got regularized in uh, in quarantine. Uh I got I got verified on Twitter, I guess. Big, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess How do you apply? Thing. Let's learn joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you just do. You just do. So means it with I have yeah. three fans. Uh, I guess that means it's applicable now. <laughs> well, there. Uh, but yeah, uh, like, but it's really the pandemic that really messed things up for me. Like, I never got to experience a lot of things. Like, I never got to see my friends as much. Never went. Uh, went on you know dates or you know or solo dates by myself long. But all things considered, I think I had a pretty good personal year lang. To take, had time to myself a lot of the ano talaga, a lot of the time. So I was able to calm down, you know, focus and think ahead. Uh, whenever I thought na I was feeling down, I just, I'll, I have time to think about. So that's good. And then the holidays, well, uh, I got fat. I got fat. Yeah. Uh, I got fat. They didn't and, I got fat. And I got a lot of sleep. And uh, I was pretty happy about that. I didn't think I was going to get a lot of rest considering my job. But I did. I got a uh, four-day rest to end the year. So that's good. So I got, and I got fat. So something to work on. Well, 2020 was either people got super fit while working out at home during quarantine or lockdown. Or oh, they just like, ate more. So I, guess... I ate more. I ate more. <laughs> Same naman. I was like both. So like there was a time in quarantine where I was like really fit. <laughs> and then like came the time when the holidays started happening and like birthday after birthday sa family ko nakain na kami ng kain. I was like Thanks for supporting like, nobody even got to see me. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, guys. Kitchen treasures. <laughs> always order there. But yeah, as in like nakakainis lang that when I was at, like, my fittest ever, like, walang nakakita sa akin. Like, what? I mean, I know it's not the point, but, like, you know. Wala nga ba? Joke. <laughs> it's really not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, people that matter. Why? People that matter. Well, Where's actually, friends? yun na nga eh. Well, Perns, uh, randomly disconnected. Let's wait for him. But anyway, yeah, parang yun nga eh. At the start of 2020, I had a gym membership and all for oh like God. one year. I was like, I'm going to buy a one-year gym membership and I And then it happened. So I was like, I was so confident. And then I didn't expect that I was part of the top 10. But yeah, my family. <laughs> anyway, nga, uh, for me naman, on my end, yeah, I-, I would say it was a pretty good personal year as well. I mean, a lot of changes for sure. Grab a young hustle by the end of the year. Like buying oh, and yeah. selling also from wherever. Thank you to Miss Taylor Swift for giving me some <laughs> money to live my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, also the whole nomination thing that was really uh, a yeah. surprise for me. And I, uh, I'm still really thankful for that. And actually, uh, just today, we just got like two feedback comments and like posts from 
our listeners. So, i-shout out lang natin sila while we're at it. So, let's shout out to uh, their name is at ball78587847 on Twitter. Uh, walang pangalan. Pangalan lang yan, M. We don't know who M is, but thank you. Uh, we, I was just tweeting, manifesting na sisikat yung popcorn and they said they wanted the Evermore episode which we'll, we'll be having really soon. And they were like, um, they love our podcast and it's one of the reasons they survived 2020. So thank you for that. That was, that's really touching that's to so hear. That's so sweet. Like, we always say thank you to whoever we like in the fandom or in pop culture for saving our 2020. But the fact that we apparently saved someone else's 2020 is like, Really nice. So we're gonna keep working hard and bring you better shows this year. So you could keep listening, and uh, we hope you invite your friends to listen as well. So we have more fun. And uh, isa pa sa Instagram naman. I also got this message earlier. I mean, kahapon yata to. Uh, their name on Instagram is Jonetsky at Jonetsky. Uh, I'm not sure what language they're. Uh, name is in but thank you they said uh, it's been two months since and they felt like life is incomplete without listening to their favorite podcast which is Popcorn so thank you to Janetsky also for that it's really nice to hear all the compliments and thank you of course Shemper to everyone who continues to listen to the show until now we're almost reaching two years can you imagine that and uh, we hope Uh, we have more fun, more friends we meet through the show. And yeah, we'll keep working harder. Parang mga sinasabi lang ng mga K-pop. We'll work harder for you and expect our new album soon. Ganun. Well, <laughs> except and our I comeback. thank you. Uh, weekly comebacks by Popcorn. Hopefully weekly. Oh my God. Uh, medyo walang nangyayari. Not as big as it would be on a normal yeah. season. That yeah, we yeah, have yeah. weekly shows na we'd anticipate that this movie comes out in May, in March, whatever. Yeah. We used to have that like at least general timeline of what we wanted to talk about. But like now it's just really like we live day to day. But yeah, yeah um, thank you to everyone who continues to support. And of course to the co-hosts who keep on joining me here, even though they're not paid. <laughs> <laughs> we love all of them. Uh, kahit may competition kung sino yung best co-host daw. Di ba, Emil? <laughs> Wait, joke lang ako. <laughs> you know, you Paula yun, know, obviously. It's obviously Paula. It's obvi- Paula has, co- has, has replaced Chola as the host at some point. Only because it was Harry Potter. Like, that is the only reason. Yeah, because and I begged him. <laughs> and we can anyway. get people to do that more this yeah. year. I was to. expecting that other people would start doing it after, like, the one thing. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, 2020, uh, yeah, that's it. 2020. Yeah, <laughs> 2020. It's just like... Like, in big, terms of a personal... In terms of yeah. personal, yeah. I mean, we're lucky enough to... Definitely. Be in the comfort of our homes and like experience changes, positive changes, and not yeah. be positive for COVID. But uh, it's not the case for a lot of people. But you know, we're on to a new year. But yeah, before that, let's just take a look back at some of our favorites and some highlights, Favorite. if you can even call it highlights of the year. Uh, before we head on to our list, like our personal list, I guess, syempre, 2020 was a year of 
Miss Rona's worldwide rampage <laughs> that nobody, not everyone in the world even recognizes until now. Beach, beach pa more. Punta pa sila kung saan. Sige, push niya yan. Maraming <laughs> galit, Cholo. Hindi <laughs> naman. Just Same like, naman. Same. You know, enjoy your life. Whatever. You do you. But, you know, Miss Rona's just right around the corner and there's a new version of Miss Rona. 2.0. New version. Miss Rona 2.0. It's here. 2.0. 2021 version joke. <laughs> COVID-21, hopefully not. Um, and yun nga parang, actually, before this, if you guys remember, I was in China in January 2020. Yeah, all, dude! Yeah, out of all the years, I was in China of all places, in Shanghai, which was like really near Wuhan, I think. And when we were there, <laughs> parang there were articles na a new virus is emerging from China. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my gosh, we have to go home soon. And then little did we know it was gonna be COVID, and now we're here. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, natural disasters. We thought the Taal volcano was gonna become the biggest thing to happen last year. Oh my but god! Yeah. Not. I, I was looking back at our best of 2019 script, and inaklagay. We hope everyone's fine from the Taal volcano. I was like, you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> And then, of course, syempre, malaking naging issue rin yung BLM in the States. And, of course, all yeah. the issues we've had here in the Philippines. Uh, hashtag Aus Duterte pa rin, 2021. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, there was an ABS-CBN shutdown, but that didn't really stop ABS-CBN from uh, pursuing what they do online. And people are still tuning into them digitally on uh, A to Z channel and yeah, TV5. And now there's also, um, you know, the appeal from Tito Soto to bring back ABS. Lol. Like, <laughs> Same. <laughs> and a lot of other, like, horrible things to come from our government who don't really care about us. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about now. Um, 2020, of course, was a year of Zoom. Most of our, all of our shows, virtually almost. Siguro maybe. Yeah, there's only like a, a handful, like a, a, a handful of. We've only had maybe like eight episodes in yeah. the studio. We missed the haunted studio in Raja Katipunan. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Year of Zoom, nakasawang Zoom, virtual parties on Zoom, birthday yeah. parties on Zoom, work meetings on Zoom, everything's on Zoom. Online uh, class. Congrats to Zoom though. They had a really good year of like earning, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What ano pa ba? Uh, uh, nga, eh. like, I remember discussing Skype? that with someone. I was like, Skype was ahead of the curve for like the longest time and they didn't they go? do anything about yeah. like yeah well I don't know what was what what in particular made zoom into the go-to platform it was easier to use I think it's definitely more user-friendly than Skype and it has like more features that can more be utilized people, for but... like various things um I think so also it has like a larger capacity than what Skype can hold because like I had to help my dad's company decide whether or not to invest in like Skype business accounts or like a Zoom premium account. And eventually like Zoom won because it was just generally the better application to use. So there's there's that. But Facebook's like 
messenger, like video messenger and like the rooms, the room features are actually pretty okay also. If you, mm. you guys don't have like Zoom premium and want to do like video chats. And Discord, of yeah. course. Discord oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ang galing, ang galing nga ng mga rise of all those technologies na after Zoom like zoomed ahead of everyone else. Everyone else was just like rushing like Google Meet became a thing, then Facebook Google Meet Google has Google. been a thing for like a while. Well, <laughs> I I don't like the slaughter of Google Meet because this times Google Meet ang ginagamit natin. <laughs> Talaga? Yeah. It was Google we Chat before, right? To go to school because we were tamad. So we would just use Google Meet. But it was called Google Chat before or something. Google Hangouts. Yeah, 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 Hangouts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, nice. the new and improved uh, platform was Google Meet, which was introduced yeah. last year, right? Uh, what else? There, no, 2019, meron na siya. But it was like a paid account. So if you only had like, parang yung OBF accounts natin, we could have used it even before. Oh, interesting. Uh, what else? Uh, majority of the Filipino population became Korean <laughs> over the quarantine. <laughs> Very strange way to say, uh, oh, say it. <laughs> but I mean, the BTS became even, the army became even stronger and recruited even more army members, Paula included. Uh, <laughs> ng K-drama fanatics. My mom like watched maybe a hundred dramas last wow. week. Wow. Same. Oh my God. My dad, not my mom. Uh, ano pa ba? I've, even I turned into a K-pop enthusiast. Yeah, yeah you did. That was a year. quick like turn around <laughs> for you. It was so fast. <laughs> well, it's really like, like... you would just message me like, hey, I think NCT is like really interesting. And then like, Paula, I bought like two albums and these Paula, I have this whole shelf thing. now. <laughs> Paula, so my shelf is so full. I need another yeah. shelf for it. I need another shelf. Well, we were just talking about uh, the Korean K-pop Hallyu wave in the last episode we had with Dren when Dren was there. Um, of course. <laughs> food trends. Of course, everyone tried the Dalgona coffee. Ube I didn't. Oh my God. I that was know, like I, a lifetime ago. Never know. It's still I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's just like it's you whipped it. coffee, you right? Whip it. And then I've never sushi tried bake. It. Oh, so many no, sushi bakes. I didn't try that either. So in pala, sushi bake from Kitchen Treasures, guys. Thank you. <laughs> oh, like, like for real. Like I've tried a lot of sushi bakes, and this is not like a paid promotion or anything. <laughs> or even Paula just is a paying customer. Is a like I really like out of all of the sushi bakes I've tried, and there have been a lot because it was quarantine. Like. Kitchen treasures have the best one. So, Thank you, know. you. <laughs> guys. Follow nyo lang po kami. This is uh, ito na po yung commercial namin. Kitchen treasures, um, established in 2002. <laughs> Nagano na nagpromote na. Oh my gosh. But, uh, follow our social media accounts. That's uh, at Kitchen Treasures PH on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find all the details there where you can contact us and then the menus. Etc. <laughs> favorite nga nila. Oh uh, ano pa? Uh, of course, the exponential rise of TikTok. Paula and I know that we were part of the trend for like a while. We were actually. For a while. Like, I still am. In. I mean, I, have you been posting? I mean, we were part of like. No, 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 we were po- we were dancing on TikTok, etc. And then I was just like lazy na after a while. 
Uh, what else? Um, there was a huge rise of boys love series yeah. uh, to the point na medyo nakakaumay na for me. Na parang <laughs> after after the Thai BLs became really popular in the Philippines starting from Together the series. Yeah, Together. Yeah. Parang everyone was like in the Philippines like, oh, here's a BL, here's a BL, here's a BL. And I haven't really caught up with all those BLs yet but there were a few which I will mention later um what else free movies on youtube and more pinoy movies got accessible on netflix yeah, yeah. Accessible and musicals i think yeah. that was really important yeah for well like the first uh part of the lockdown the andrew lloyd weber ano pa yung mga it's iba? still ongoing yeah up until now yeah they keep doing it yeah uh, kinky boots and the news is yeah they showed kinky boots yeah oh i didn't see that yeah Um, but yeah, I mean that's good. It's still ongoing, but syempre, in, in the beginning of the pandemic or the lockdown, it was more of like for relief. Na people were like, "Hey, here's my movie for free to keep you getting by." But now, syempre, it's as things start to like enter a new phase, like paid subscriptions and movie festivals on demand and on yeah. other platforms. Syempre, medyo bumabawas na and there were so many Facebook lives I couldn't keep up with <laughs> and now there are more paid instances because you know the the artists who do it can't just keep doing it for free forever they also yeah. live off of their hard work and their product craft, right? yeah but I also think like it really is where entertainment is headed this like virtual I mean I don't like I don't like it you know 100% I still like the feeling of actually going out to see movies and um, theater and all of those things but um, it's a very interesting trend and it, it's going to be an interesting I, I think for lack of a better word like, like study as to how entertainment will move forward and how we'll be able to keep paying our artists um, with this virtual setup Yeah, but I, I sober nakaka-miss to go to a theater and watch oh, a yeah. movie for real. Yeah. Like, syempre, we have the laptops, our TVs in different sizes, our phones, but like, the communal experience of like, being in the dark without distractions mostly and like, getting mad at the people who are like talking or like I don't miss that <laughs> I don't miss that I definitely do not miss that But you parang Shepard having seeing those blockbusters mm. live yeah and it was like something live. to look forward to at the end of like a work day yeah yeah, yeah. something you do with your friends also so mm. nakakamiss talaga siya super uh, parang earlier I uh, late last year I had a racket which shall be unnamed here. <laughs> uh, and we had we had the shoot in a cinema and I was like, oh my God, I haven't been in a cinema. What was the last movie you guys watched in a theater? Guns uh, Akimbo. Mine was Onward. Same. Onward uh, Bir- Birds of Prey. Hmm. Okay. Nice, nice. Like the few ah. <laughs> releases not at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you call this? A Quiet Place 2 was like so ahead of its time. They were like, nope, this is not gonna happen. We're not gonna release our movie. And see you whenever. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. 
And yun na nga, syempre, yung transition na to, oh, direct to streaming and theaters at the same time. And... Not yeah. gonna lie, I was kind of happy that Wonder Woman became direct to stream. <laughs> like, if I had seen this in the cinema, <laughs> oh, I would very angry. Imagine shelling out like 350 pesos for, for that. Two for and a half hours of what's happening. I would have probably watched it on IMAX because it's Wonder Woman. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> with popcorn and with like dinner. Yeah, oh, with the uh, ano, exclusive popcorn tumbler from SM Cinemas or something like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a scam. Lord. But yeah, Wonder Woman, lol. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Well, Dune is coming out like that. That's kind of sad also. Oh, so, man. So came out, uh, in the Heights. It was heartbreaking that it had to come out like in demand. Because, you know... Yeah, in the and heights. in the heights, my gosh. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, I think, will be part oh, of the red. So. I forgot that that was a thing. That would have been an IMAX yeah. movie for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ano pa? Uh, 2020 U.S. elections happened. We talked about it briefly. Yeah. Uh, right now, the Georgia runoffs are happening as well. My gosh, they have their own it, hello. It'll never end. <laughs> it's never gonna end. Yeah, babe. They're really just copying the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the colonialism. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Well, uh, the ano na, inauguration is in end of January, right? I mean, we'll see. Twenty January twenty. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. It's in two weeks. We never know what's gonna happen tomorrow, anyway. So. <laughs> Let's just watch out on the news. And yeah, that's pretty much a lot of the kind of like a recap of 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah. So now we're going to head on to our uh, list. I will, Before that, we will have a short segment on MMFF 2020. Uh, just to, I mean, MM, by the time you're going to hear this and watch this, the festival is over. But of course, we want to talk about it before that. As well, and I'm sure you're gonna be able to stream it elsewhere soon enough. Um, so just like most festivals uh, in 2020, our favorite local film fest of them all, the Metro Manila <laughs> Film Festival, has gone virtual uh, on Globe's newest streaming platform, which was Upstream.ph. Um, hello, po, pa sponsor for joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thoughts on the experience of having to watch like. Virtual <laughs> film festivals because uh, prior to that, um, Cinemalaya was also virtual. Pisanang Pelikulang Pilipino was also virtual, and uh, what else? Q Cinema was also virtual. Q Cinema. That was the first one to go on upstream before MMFF. Uh, mm. Any experience for me? Because the um, MMFF was like buy a ticket, and then once you click it, it lasts for only twenty four hours. Yeah. Uh, which is a, I guess it's a good anti-piracy, like, tactic or strategy, which didn't necessarily stop that from happening, anyway. But, medyo ano lang, I I I think I preferred the Cinemalaya video on demand, um, what do you call it, um, format, format, yeah, na parang Cinemalaya or PPP, Cinemalaya, sorry, Cinemalaya. Yeah, but oh, okay, okay. for Cinemalaya, you just bought your pass, which was available for like two weeks, yata, or a week. Mm-hmm. And then you could just watch at your own time and at your own pace. 
And then PPP naman was kind of like a real festival. They yeah, had four cinemas which had schedules yeah. that you had to catch. And if you didn't uh, catch them at that time, then you won't be able to catch them. Except for like, there were only like four um, screenings for each movie. Uh, I would prefer yung Cinemalaya VOD format mm. out of everything. Kasi parang, yun nga, parang, syempre, you can't just dedicate your whole day to just waiting for the movie that you want to watch, right? And then yung sa, uh, my, ano lang. We did when we used to go to cinemas. Uh, yeah. Pero parang, that's a different thing. Kasi, syempre, the work from home setup or other personal stuff, like, it you really can't, like, squeeze everything in. Which I guess, that's the fun of it. That was the fun of it, na, we had that experience again, at least virtually. Na mm-hmm. it's only like one or four, one to four screenings. Na everyone will watch at the same time. But yeah, uh, the twenty-four hour thing lang. Because I accidentally clicked a movie that I didn't intend to watch yet, and then it expired on me as I was watching it. So but I was like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna watch this? Ayon. <laughs> Dami ko na sabi. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you in, in the sense that I think VOD is better. I see what FDC was, FDCP was trying to do in terms of like replicating the experience. But also, I feel like they they did what Q Cinema did before, which I think is, isn't great, which is that they, they, they had like more, they, they just decided to, to fill their schedule with as many movies as possible instead of just like a select number of like well-curated films to offer the, the audience and give them like a variety of, of schedules to, to go to. So a lot of people just ended up still missing out on a lot of things. Eh? So really? I, I, I still really think, yeah, I still really think that VOD is the way to go. I will say though that weirdly enough, I my experience on the FDCP website was better in terms of connection, in terms of video quality even. Mm-hmm. Um, yung upstream, while maganda yung quality, I don't know, maybe like nag overload the servers, but like Most there were times that I would the, the movie would just stop. Yeah, it would or stop. Reset. Like, yeah. My internet or what? Yeah. Chaka, I remember when we were first starting to watch the MFF movies, parang nagmalfunction den yung yung interface nila, and like my my movies all disappeared, and I thought I I just wasted like twenty five hundred pesos. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but but it's fine. But like yeah, I mean there's still obviously trying to figure it out. I'm choosing to be optimistic and I, I, I think that we're going to figure out a, yeah. a proper sort of system for doing it. Because it, it is reaching like a whole lot of people mm. and that's always a good thing, I think. And so. it was worldwide this time around for the first time ever, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, parang the fact that FDCP was able to pull that off for PPP, I was like, why don't you make a whole platform accessible talaga for VOD streaming of mm. all these movies, right? Parang, I would really want that because it's so hard to find access. Uh, what's on Netflix isn't, there's a lot, but there's still, it still isn't like a good amount for mm. stuff you haven't seen yet or stuff you didn't, uh, you weren't able to catch in the cinemas. Although the Netflix has been a huge help for like bringing movies that didn't really get much um parang attention, yeah. attention during the time of release and then mm. once they were on a netflix they're like okay 
people were really talking about it like uh that movie through night and day which i didn't necessarily yeah. like it became super popular on netflix and i'm like what <laughs> ayun uh i guess let's go to the movies in uh, mmff syempre the best picture <laughs> which like humakot ng awards sa mmff gabi ng parangal 2020 was fangirl which was deserved syempre uh, deserved naman niya out of all those other entries uh and As a person who works closely with celebrities sometimes and gets to know celebrities, parang it's nice to put that image, well, not necessarily that image specifically of like masama yung celebrity or they're not who they seem to be, but more of like they're also human and they have like a different story of what's in your head. And it's nice to have that kind of portrayal that also reflects our social realities at the same time. So that was, that was really... And Charlie Dizon, Miss Charlie Dizon. Mm. Wow. I mean, before I this, I had seen her in uh, Four Sisters before the wedding. And I was impressed with her. But this one was like, wow. Kayo, what are I mean, you... It, it... Yeah. It's also just not the kind of movie that you expect to get from the MMFF, mm. especially in the last few years, post-2016, 2016, yeah. when they like decided, okay, that doesn't work. But <laughs> I mean, it actually it actually did work, but they were just like, no, no, let's just like keep making more money. So they decided to scrap all the reforms. So like, it's just surprising to see a movie like Fangirl here just because it's so weird and it's so different and um, it's very R-rated. Um, uh, but like, I'm hoping that the positive reception like convinces the MMDA who are still somehow behind this film <laughs> festival to, to, you know, to, to keep taking more chances, especially since, I mean, it's, it's I don't know, like there's there's so many more possibilities also online. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess it also comes with the uh, parang blockbuster director Antoinette Hadaune, mm, Paolo Avellino. That's, that's like automatic hatak na yun for and well fangirl has yeah. been having online buzz even before it before went out. Yeah. Uh parang the open editions, the idea mm. about it. Yeah, parang and I mean it's like yun nga, it's really surprising that it's there, but it was a nice surprise. Uh one out of like three good ones in the festival. Yes. I'm just waiting for for the, when we discuss like the rest because that was that was torture to go through. Anyway. Uh, ano pa mga thoughts yung fangirl though after having had seen that? I think I was most impressed and this is someone like I haven't seen any sorry. I'm really sorry. I have not seen any yet. I've I have been too busy um, with personal stuff to actually go and see the MMFF films. But from what I've heard, the most impressive thing that Fangirl did for a lot of my friends was they managed to make Paula Avellino seem unattractive. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So it, takes, it takes a lot because that, that man is like really guapo. <laughs> Since yeah. Yeah. And like no matter what he did typically, so it's kudos. I, I don't know where costume design and the makeup and everyone involved that he did not look that attractive in this film so that that's just you know somebody brought it up Paolo Avellino diba? in the chat was it was it on the chat group na 
yung... Remember 2017 in Ateneo uh, oh, yeah. under the star uh, and Paolo Avellino was like there and people were like going crazy like a mall show for some reason. <laughs> Iconic. But yun nga, actually tama yan. Like, um, ang galing nung may pagka-fantasy, may uh, the part between fantasy and like reality of Paolo Avellino in, in one scene he'd have abs and was like really clean cut and then parang when it switches back to reality wala siyang abs tapos ang haba ng buhok niya ang dungis niya parang ang galing ang baho is the is the term <laughs> mukha siya mabaho mukha siya mabaho <laughs> and it's I mean it's kind of brave I guess na knowing that the market might not understand that it's not actually him and to play portray himself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. film as well ayun but yeah go fangirl um yeah to those fans out there who are still very delulu well yeah <laughs> the people you idolize so much aren't necessarily the same people that you'd meet if you do get to meet them and that's what i really really liked about fangirl especially kasi yun ganun talaga Um, marami mabait and super syempre mabait naman uh, you know you'd have a lot of great experiences with celebrities but syempre there are some who aren't exactly the same character that they play as a host or as an actor as an actress or as a singer even so yeah just watch out and like you know be cautious about being a fangirl or fanboy boy yeah but you know uh, support your faves I guess <laughs> but not that much uh, next uh, the next one that I got to see was Boy, The Boy Foretold by the Stars which was the BL entry uh, I guess it's the first BL in the MMFF MMF, right? yeah. and the final BL entry of 2020 in the Philippines and it was really cute I would say Um, it's not like spectacular for me but that was what made it nice at the same time sweet lang and cute and uh, being an Ateneo high school boy myself it really reminded me of high school na you'd really see the characters like that in real life like yung mga bakla ng simbahan types those were the people who are some of my friends in high school and diba ganun yung ganun yung ano ganun yung uh, it's true yeah Uh, what do you call it? Ganun dynamic. I mean, as the only girl here. <laughs> diba? It's like, this is hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> right, Emil? I didn't know that was a type. It, it, was, it was exactly at the high school. Their uniforms were the blue. Their uniform was blue. They, they, they had days with the Lord, but they just changed the name. Um, <laughs> the, the Journey. Journey with the Lord. Yeah. The, the more like straight lead uh, character, I'm forgetting his name, is like pure Atenista. Um, Ponyo. And then say, Yeah, but it, it what's really nice is that that started out as an Ateneo Antablado one-act production yata. Really? And, yeah, and a lot oh, of yeah. people a lot of people involved in the film, including the director, si Dolly Dulu, were all from Enta also. I knew that. Shout so, out yeah. to Dolly Dulu. And is yeah, that the one so with, with Mendy? JP, who is my batchmate. No, no, that's, that's not the one with Mendy. It's the one with Adrian Lindayag. And like uh... that's, that's, that's the thing that I enjoy the most about it is that... While I admittedly am not super well versed in BL stuff, like it was so refreshing to see like a full-length film. Sa MFF pa, 
um, with this with this um, like femme gay protagonist exactly. being played being played by a queer femme actor, and like the the performance wasn't about how gay he could act or how funny he was or whatever. He was really just like a a regular teenage character who was allowed yeah. to be himself on screen, which is great. That's like the best asset of the movie. Na yun na nga the femme gay because all the most of the BLs are like really like mm. uh, straight people playing gay people or more masculine mask for mask type gays mm. na you know syempre the recurring theme or recurring uh, what do you call this tropes of BLs is that one of them has to be bi so that it's still kind of acceptable in like normal people no, I, I mean like not normal people but like my gosh uh, after erasing bisexuals for so long this is the only way <laughs> will be accepted how dare they <laughs> ayun uh, yeah it was just really cute nabitin lang ako sa end uh, <laughs> ba? parang what after all that but I guess that's what I guess that made it like uh, effective na nabitin ka pa by the end of it and you wanted more So, yeah. <laughs> we'll BL cinematic universe. Oh my god. Tapos magkakaroon ng GLs within it. I love it. I'm I'm here. Meron na, may ganun na. Talaga. Yeah, meron. That's a Si Anin, wait lang, game, I forgot that. Yung okay. Game Boys, which was a BL series. Ah, yeah, and, uh, Pearl Next Door. Pearl Next Door, which is a GL. Yeah, Pearl Next Door. Yeah, Pearl Next Spin-off. Door. Right, right. Okay. Cuz so, I yeah. want to see GLs. I mean, like that's closer to where like my experiences are from an all-girls school. That'll be very interesting also. And so far, it's the only GL. And it's pretty good. I've seen like three episodes oh. so far. Okay. Quick quick watch lang siya, mga 20 minutes each. Right. Uh, any last thoughts on uh, The Boy Foretold by the Stars? Aside from all the Ateneo High School references. I <laughs> <laughs> message ko pa yung mga ano ko, high school friends. Ko. I was like, napanood mo yung movie na to? Naalala ko kayo. <laughs> <laughs> legit it's really like that uh, anyway uh, I guess we should move on to the other movies as well uh, the other one I, wa- I also watched as, as per Emil's suggestion uh, Magic Land which was the fantasy adventure film of the year and it was it was, it was nice uh, I had problems with <laughs> Wait lang. I'm warming myself. Yeah, it's really not perfect. It's not perfect. I, I was thinking of a I was thinking of a good word. It was nice. It was actually nice. Like they had the world building and they had the really good okay, okay. Uh, production design. The score was good. Mm-hmm. The visual effects were great. But there was something okay. about the story that didn't like mm. was super cohesive or parang it just felt mikulang. And bitin yung oras na I feel like it could have gone as a mini series more than like mm, yes uh, I agree as a movie or a longer movie at the very least they crammed a lot into it with four yeah, yeah. lead kids and like all the things happening to them ganyan and yun parang parts of the script felt really weird because it felt felt like adults were just trying to sound like what what do kids sound like omg ganyan pala yan ganyan yung mga lines nila so i was like okay <laughs> it's true um 
I mean, yes, no, I agree. Like, I, I feel like they were really trying to go because for the, the feel and the aesthetic of a mobile game because that's yeah. really sort of like where the lore is based in. Like, it's oh. it's all these kids playing a mobile game and then they just I sort of fall Pokemon into it. Very, I was gonna say very dot hack, but yes. <laughs> um, but I mean. So I understand, I guess, why the story comes off as very choppy because it does feel like you're just playing like a mobile game. But I, I just appreciated the effort so much. And I love the fact that, you know, every single year when, especially when we have an MFF with Vice Ganda, Vic Soto, Martin, like they always say that our movies are, are, are for families and they're for kids. And then you watch them and then there's like really questionable content. Um, but then when you watch Land, it is so clearly aimed at kids and it empowers the kids. Like the, the kids are the main characters and they become powerful. Um, and so by the end, as, as much as I had problems with like, like by the ending, I was tearing up just because I was thinking like, imagine like these young kids who are, who might be able to watch this and they might be able to see themselves on screen and think, Oh, look, I'm cool. And so think, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> OMG, yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, I would love to see more of like this kind of stuff in the MFF, especially like if if uh, companies just give visual effects people more money because yeah. we're really we're really onto something. Angaling, like, dragons. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the <laughs> other like effects about yung nagpapalit yung costumes nila ganyan. Mm, I I I, yeah. I wish actually na more people could watch this. Although for me, syempre, with my like more quote-unquote critical point of view. Siyempre, may mga, ano talaga, may mga kailangan pa ma-improve, ma-improve pa. Yeah. But like, the very fact that, yun nga, as Emil said, the effort that was put into it, and ang ganda ng output talaga, na mm. more, I, I wish it would go to Netflix so people would watch mm. it and give it a go. Because Probably actually, will, yeah. it, it looks really good. And like, you can really make sequels out of it. And stuff like that. I think if it's marketable, then you know that would be great, like for the movie itself, like because it could be an actual franchise, which is you know something nice. Then if ever. Yeah. Okay, and now for the rest, which we call the rest. <laughs> um, Emil, lead the way. Lama. <laughs> no. My friend told me that um, they were following my my letterbox feed, which I, I just restarted. Yay! But, Yay but, welcome back. But, welcome but back. They noticed that while I, as as like you read my feed, like the my my mood just started like <laughs> going down so quickly from fangirl to all the way down to Pakboy's Takusa or whatever. Oh my like, god! Exponentially, each movie I watched got so much worse, and it was so like. Because I had to, I had to watch all ten like pretty quickly because I was writing an article, um, and I just I couldn't take it. It was so painful to watch some of those latter movies. Like I don't even want to talk about some of these individually, but like I mean, by the time you got to the end, you have movies that are just full on transphobic. They're full on um, using violence against women as jokes. Um, they're not funny. They're too long. Um, Etc. Etc. They're not well made in any way. Um, I, I just again like when when you think of something like Magic Land, which you know MMF is, is marketed towards families supposedly, and then you put if you put a movie like Magic Land or even Boy for Toll, which is very very G rated, like that's something everybody can watch and appreciate and have fun with. But these movies are like why why would you 
ever show children or younger people movies like this and make it seem like the ideas they they give are okay yeah. um yeah so, someone else cut in before like because I, you are <laughs> fools for watching that in the first place <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why anyway because you got I, paid I, to do it i guess way. that's true <laughs> i guess it's more like there's really a market for those but that's not really an excuse because I think it's really because they've better. been feeding the market yeah. and yeah, they're exactly. used to this type of content. But clearly, yeah. like as we've seen with like other forms of media, it's not all that the market wants to see. Yeah, yeah, diba? that's true. Also, I don't, I don't know if we've gotten actual reports about how much each movie made. Not yet. yet, not yet. Because you know, like maybe the the numbers are gonna prove people right, and like maybe nobody watched. Mangke Pwing 2, which also has transphobia in it 12 minutes into the movie. What um, name is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's based on, based on like a comic character. Lihim ng Banda ng Itim, which was supposed to be for MMFF Summer, Summer Edition, which got oh, yeah, no. I slept through like 30 minutes of that movie and I wow. have no regrets. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I want to know how the one with Mendy was. Ayong isa pang bahagari, which was sort of it's like a spiritual sequel to Rainbow Sunset, which I also hated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be fair, si Mendy was Mendy was good in it. To, for context, Mendy is a friend of ours, a common friend yeah. of ours who is an actor now. Um, it's just that again, these movies, like for some reason, these family melodramas, they they feel the need to shoehorn in like these subplots about sexual assault or whatever which you know if you want to put that stuff in sure but if you're gonna handle it that poorly and like not express sympathy or solidarity with victims like it's really just there to create like some some like weird drama for people to react to it's really irresponsible um i i mean i was telling charlotte that i I only watched that movie like the only thing getting me through that movie was the fact that i like maris rafael's tiktoks (laughs) and and her videos on on twitter but even she's not in the movie that much I love her too. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Pero yun nga eh, parang I guess again they're trying to cater to the older gay community. Like, uh, yeah. I know someone who's like, oh, I want to watch this. Uh, Joel Lamangan, de ba? Mm. Joel Lamangan. Nora Nor. With Nora Nor, and then uh, when when that person who wanted to watch that told me na, I was like, kamusta yung movie? They were like very old school na parang they didn't mm. even like it as much which was kind of yun nga in the same vein of Rainbow Sunset which was super old school then the drama yeah. they had but I, I I mean I it's a good thing they have like gay themes in the mainstream now more than ever question yeah mark? that's true it's true <laughs> I mean like even even since like Die Beautiful and, and stuff that. like that yes but again but again like especially with the BLs this year I feel like the the dialogue has only been continuing like how what is really the right way to represent yeah. these yeah. stories on screen right? yeah definitely yeah uh, which we should probably explore this year wow okay. well, uh, are you gonna write a script? <laughs> no 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 I mean like <laughs> you are Emil about it What? <laughs> okay, I cannot write about that stuff. I, it's not. I don't think it's my place. But yes. <laughs> uh, pa, I, the old, the last movie that I got to see, the fourth one, was The Missing. Uh, oh. and a lot was missing. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's so great. That's a great letterbox. Um, 
<laughs> parang syempre I'm, I'm such a horror ano I'm such a horror enthusiast mm. that even if I know the horror movie is gonna be bad I'm gonna watch it anyway and I just really couldn't like get myself to pay attention that it took me probably yeah. three hours to finish that movie which is oh an, an hour and 40 minutes although it looked, really, it looked really good <laughs> it looked very good that's true like but uh, nothing yeah It tries to imitate like a Japanese horror movie, yeah. Because it's actually based in. I mean, the location is set in Japan, uh, mm. and okay. yun parang shampoo to get the feels, and it looked the cin- cinematography was really good. The VFX were also really good, mm. and they just had the random scenes like, "Hey, here's Ritz Azul uh, doing oh my yoga." God. <laughs> And hated like, that so randomly much. getting a jump so, scare after. No, but it was so male gazy. Like they really just like focused on her body parts while she was doing yoga for no reason. <laughs> but no, I, I like. Walang nangyari sa movie nyan. Like that's, that's the main like, uh, thing is that all, there was everything, no everything came down at the last 30 minutes where you stop yeah. paying attention. The 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 movie is one hour of setup and then. And then, like two characters have like this very quick exposition conversation. Like, say, <laughs> Maya Sokampo and si Joseph Marco, de ba? Like, they just have like this one conversation where they lay out all the lore, and then stuff happens at the end. Um, I mean, what what I will say though, it, it's still not the worst horror movie that I've seen from from the MMM. He's the worst of them all, aka Autumn. Exactly, <laughs> Autumn was like. That was I. I felt like I was robbed after I watched that because that movie is one hour long and it stars Richie Rivera, the basketball player, and like, <laughs> talagang walang nangyari in that one hour. And I paid for that in cinemas. It was horrible. Pero may sumpa. Also, the title sucks. I don't know. Aside from ano, aside from Ritz Azul's male gaze yoga scene, may random scene then where they were like, oh hey, here's Joseph Marco without his clothes on going to a bath. Uh, what they called it? Oh, yeah, that's right. And like, can I just say though, <laughs> very quickly, like I've worked with Joseph Marco for an ad, um, an ad that got banned actually, which is so funny. Um, but damn, like that guy, even with like a loose sweater, because we had him in like a gray loose sweater, you could see his abs. I don't know how that's like physically possible, but you can. So <laughs> that's all I have to say about that I guy. Oh, maganda, <laughs> it was amazing. Feature ng abs din niya. <laughs> for no reason but yeah I, uh, uh, I guess as a regal movie where sex that sells, explains a lot that's like that. we have to have this scene featuring a guy's abs and like another scene featuring Ritz Azul's body because more than anything more than anything these two um, actors and actresses actors um are really like sexy stars more than like horror movie actors yeah. which i guess is although ano naman in horror yeah. it's like a constant thing in a lot of horror movies even in the states or wherever yeah it's it's a little disappointing lang, especially like last year we had sunod which was the horror oh movie my gosh. last year and it yes. was really good like it, it was it was so good and it was wasn't male gazy at all it it didn't rely on like super dumb characters doing dumb things So like I feel like we were on the right track, you know, and then and it's on Netflix oh, now, maybe. right? So not. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go watch Very that. Good. Really good. 
uh, okay, I guess that's the end of our MMFF 2020 discussion because the rest are just like not worth talking about according to Emil. Uh, <laughs> actually, you can... according to Emil. No, throwing actually, me under the bus here. I I had like a I had like the possibility or like the opportunity to watch the other movies for free with vouchers and i was like uh, do i even want to spend my time with free even if it was free i was like eh, I'll just watch it yeah so thank you emil for taking the bullet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and shout out to jay you got paid to do it it's fine we'll see jay's also yeah. watched like all right yeah, yeah he was, he i think watched. so yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think so for cnn then yeah, so now we head into our, our real 2020 like, discussion, which we will start with our TV picks. Um, I shall begin. I guess people will just, it's not really just like what we did last year. It's not really like a definitive list that we're going to rank everything, which is really difficult with a group of popcorn yeah, yeah. co-hosts that are like, I guess we're like 20 to 30 people now. At this point, yeah. I don't yeah. know anymore. Um, but yeah, there's really a lot of us, and um, so this is just our picks of the people who are in this episode. Uh, I will begin. Uh, this my lists are really more like from December back to January. Uh, I would say Mandalorian season two. Wow, like I didn't expect that. Uh, I'm not going to say what happened, but in the beginning, I was like, will it be as good as season one was? Because season one was really good, introducing a whole new segment while still familiar of the Star Wars universe. But like season two, like brought it even further with Asoka Tano and uh, the Darksaber and everything else uh, that Paula will not hear right now because she hasn't... (laughs) finished it um yeah it started mandalorian season two for all those star wars fans you you will really really love that uh season finale and the rest of the season um what else on tv we had an episode about these things uh tiger king can you believe it happened in 2020 that was this that was 2020 tiger king in like i would say may 2020 where you'd think that uh joe exotic was the craziest thing to ever happen Uh, (laughs) apparently not but that was really entertaining and you wouldn't really parang di mo parang hindi ka makapaniwalang totoong mga tao yung nasser tiger king but they're all real i guess (laughs) And uh, 90 Day Fiance was oh also Oh my god. <laughs> that That's like, the one I can't believe was in 2020. It was like forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, the memes to be honest, I forever. only watched like the I only watched the parts the with Rose and Ed. But yeah. that was so addicting to watch also. And we uh, I actually tried reaching out to Rose which I really couldn't. Maybe we could what? this year. Uh, she has a TikTok now. You can reach her there. Tried, but on TikTok, you have to follow the other person to be able to read their messages for some reason. But ayun, may, uh, we'll try to reach her, but 90 Day Fiance was one of my favorite reality shows. And also RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. Um, 
we had a whole episode yeah. about Drag Race season 12, but that was really one of the best seasons in recent history. Um, so go listen to that episode. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race season 12 and also Tiger King. Uh, yun. Uh, also K-drama. Uh, I really I restarted watching K-drama this year. So of course, everyone got into it starting with Crash Landing on You. Even Paula watched that, right? No. Diba? Or your dad? What are you talking dad? about? No, I did not. It was my dad. Yeah, not me. Dad. Uh, yeah, Chloe, we also have an episode on that. So I wouldn't really uh, expand on it anymore because we know. And But congrats. Uh, they just announced um, that si Yunbin and uh, Soyeji are together. For I you. hope it doesn't end like um, the... Like the song song couple. Oh my gosh. Sana uh, hindi. Which was so sad. I mean, because we thought, you know, because they got married and all, but, you know, I hope it doesn't end that way. For this but divorce time. exists. <laughs> I know, but, like, let's just hope. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why people were like, oh my gosh, I hope they get married. I was like, married agad? Kaka-announce na nga official silang boyfriend and girlfriend? <laughs> Baka matagal na sila. Parang yung song-song couple. Matagal na rin sila eh, when they announced. Yeah, mataga- they they were parang a thing na ever since they were filming Crash Landing yeah, on You, like which song, was released song. um December 2019. So mm. they would have been they should have been dating One year na have, more more than a year na at this point. So yeah, congrats to them. I hope they don't break up. Uh, <laughs> I also really liked um, It's Okay to Not Be Okay, which was. Um, a different take on K-drama. It's more like about mental health and it had a lot of fantastical elements. And I guess like Emil, you would appreciate this uh, as a writer, creative writing person because it, it incorporated a lot of um, elements of like storytelling because the main character is an author. So parang the, the series format kind of <laughs> is like based on different fairy tales. Maganyan. So maganda okay. siya. Interesting. Okay. And uh, lastly, which I'm, I'm still on the last two episodes on the K-drama um, bandwagon of 2020 was Startup, is Startup, uh, which is a show about, you guessed it, startups. <laughs> um, but it's more than that. Uh, it's also about family and about... Um, Pursuing your dreams, which is really nice. And personally, uh, I really enjoyed watching it because um, naka-inspire siya to like pursue your dreams or like, pursue business and you know find people who are like-minded even um, even despite all the circumstances that you face. So that's startup for you. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, BLs also became a thing for me this year or last year. Um, Thorn Type, the series, and Together were two of them. Uh, we have a whole episode also about Thai BLs. Go listen to that where we discuss more about the Thai BL phenomenon of 2020. Uh, but we weren't really able to discuss this in those in that episode. Uh, Game Boys, which was the first ever released Pinoy BL show, which was really, really great. Ang ganda rin ang story niya and very socially relevant at the same time. It's now on Netflix as Game Boys Level Up. It's a different version than the one on YouTube. Um, 
And the last one that I was able to watch was Gaya sa Pelikula, which was also really good. Ibang atake naman siya. And yeah, uh, those who... Ang ganda rin ang soundtrack ng Gaya sa Pelikula and the, the storyline of um, accepting yourself and finding someone at the same time. Uh, these are recurring themes in a lot of BL or LGBT themes or uh, movies and shows. But, you know, to see it in Philippine in a Philippine setting makes it even better because, you know, relate talaga. And um, these B- Pinoy BLs actually really reached a worldwide audience na ang dami lang fans worldwide because BLs are like super, became super uh, popular, not just here, but around the world. And a lot of people tuned into those two series as well. So go check those out. Uh, ano pa ba? Last mentions on my end and I got into anime last year thanks to Paula uh, for Thank reviving that for all yes. this uh, it started with uh, BNHA or Boku no Hero Academia uh, which just really got me going into the rest that start uh, that continued with Haikyuu which just ended its fourth season and that fourth season was really great first time ko mapanood yung Haikyuu na weekly basis and I'm like what? Ang biten. <laughs> Hirap siya, no? Super. And I like, have to wait a whole for a whole new season. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, like when you're when you're binge watching something like Haikyuu, which is like 10 episodes of one game, one volleyball <laughs> game, you're like really into it. But when you're watching it on a weekly basis, you're like, kasi 20 plus minutes lang yung show. So super biten, but really good. Uh, and parang I found uh, fascination or interest in volleyball like i know the roles in uh, the volleyball team yung mga nangyayari in a volleyball court it's just nice to learn things through pop culture and like anime as well um and other two things that i watched were your lion april which was also really heartbreaking oh. and <laughs> the promised neverland also yeah. <laughs> Did Wait, that season come out in, in last year lang ba? Out, yeah. No, I think I think it originally came out like two years ago nga. Yeah. 2019 siya. But it's yeah. so good, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we, New and season's we, coming out soon. And we like can't talk about what happens because... Yeah, like beyond the first episode you can't talk about that. <laughs> you just can't. Grabe. So good. You're really gonna get hooked. And last shout out, this is kind of a dumb show, but I still really enjoyed it. Shout out to Emily in Paris, which was just like a really fun, like mindless show to watch. Like a lot of people hated on it, like how inaccurate it could be about living in Paris as a tourist or like as a an American, basically. She's really an American in Paris. <laughs> Come to think about it. Um, and apparently... Very on the nose. It's supposed to be pronounced as Emily in Paris, not Emily oh in God. Paris. No. But you know, people just call it Emily in Paris. But uh, it's just really fun to just watch these types of shows sometimes. So yeah, those are my picks from last year. Uh, who wants to go next? 
I can I could go next I guess uh I'll, I guess I'll jump I'll start off with the anime like jumping off where Cholo left off because a lot of those anime are also like animes that really helped me get through 2020 and that's why I was recommending them to Cholo in the first place. They all came from Paula. <laughs> yeah, so I did start on Boku no Hero this year as well, even though it's been out for like a while. I started this year, I got really hooked and um. It's one of those animes that I didn't expect to get like that emotionally invested in, but then there's like season three finale or like the finale arc of season three, like biglahan na umiiyak. Not do, but here I am with like a new line of Funko Pops, also because of Cholo. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, it was his fault. <laughs> I have And a whole then... BNHA collection because of that. Diba? It's so good. They're nice toys. And it's, and um, it's and ano kasi, superheroes, which is like really easy to digest for a lot of people. It is a really good gateway anime, mm-hmm. I would like to say. Because um, it's, it's a familiar concept, but at the same time, the twist that they give to it, and like even the powers themselves, they're not really, they're not all, you know, types of powers that you see in like typical they're Western. They're so quirky. Diba? Well, they are I mean, called quirks. They're called, they're called but yeah it, it's it's really nice and for, according to my brother who reads the manga it's just it's just gonna get better so I'm very excited to see that um, in future seasons and the new season is coming out in March right if there are no delays because I really wouldn't like um, fully expect that they, they'll keep up with the projected timelines given everything because Attack on Titan was delayed Haikyuu was delayed So we'll we'll really have to see. It, it's a very difficult project, kasi yung BNHA, according to my brother, who is much more of a weeb than I am. Um, <laughs> shout out yeah. Anton. Shout out to Anton, who who got me into anime in the first place. Um, and then there's also Haikyuu. Um, I've loved it since it first came out, and I'm just happy that it's getting more seasons. And even though, like this season wasn't as great as. All of the past few seasons, I still think like it gives that you know light that we tend to need and we like from. Sports yeah, animals. it's so wholesome. It's very wholesome. It's all about friendship and just wanting to keep playing the sport that you love without all of the you know toxic masculinity that typically. Yeah, comes actually, <laughs> that makes it great. There's no toxic yeah, masculinity. It's, it's so good. Um, everyone just loves the game and wants to play it for the love of the game. There's no there's no villains in the show, and I feel like we keep saying this every time we talk about Haikyuu, because um, even in a lot of other like sports animes that I've seen, there's always like a team that you have to beat and all of the players there are assholes and all that stuff but in Haikyuu even like the teams that the main team is up against you end up rooting you for really and root you, for them diba? you you do get upset that they don't win and you wish everyone can win but you, you know that's not the point of the game someone has to win but it, it's really good in terms of like character development for every single person in their team so I would say it's the best sports anime that there is um And it's it's one of my favorite animes of all time, like even outside of the sports anime genre. So there's that. Um, and then there's Promise Neverland. I mean, we talk a lot about this one as well, but it's just a really good show if you're into like, um, I, I don't know, I don't know how to explain or like, like even a, how to recommend Promise it's a thriller. Neverland. It's a yeah, thriller. it's it's a good thriller suspense type of thing. It's just great. I I just recommend everyone to watch it, and it's a short watch. 
So easy to get through in one sitting, which my dad did. <laughs> and then going on to shows that I've oh, recommended. And one last follow. thing about Haikyuu. Oh, okay, I mean, we're probably going to have a whole episode about it sometime. But it's nice to normalize volleyball as a non-gay sport. Because in the mm. Philippines, volleyball ah, is like automatically so. equal to LGBT or like a gay person, right? That's so funny. I I guess like I never really had that because my dad's a volleyball player, so that was never like my perception of, of in volleyball. boys school. At the yeah, in, in all boys school. I thought, like, That's yeah. how it is. Because yeah. like yeah. the straight boys would go to basketball, basketball, and then the gay guys would be in volleyball. So, mm-hmm. parang ganon. May ganong dichotomy of between okay. sports. But you're like, what about us who just don't play sports at all? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have sports animes. That's for the people who don't play sports at all. But I really want to play. I really want to play volleyball because of um Haikyuu. Haikyuu. And we bought jerseys which we will probably wear <laughs> in our Haikyuu episode. Uh Haikyuu. Uh go ahead Paula. <laughs> okay. So going to the anime is that I've recommended to Cholo but he hasn't seen yet. <laughs> and I will recommend to everyone else. Um it's also not a 2020 anime, but um, Violet Evergarden <laughs> definitely helped me through this year. Um, it's just, it's so wonderful. I, I don't really have any other word for it, but it, it lifts you up. Even though it makes it like, I think it was like four episodes straight, no, iyak lang ako sa Violet Evergarden. But it's not the type of crying that hurts you. It's like a good form of release. And mm. it's just seeing humanity in such a, a fresh new way, I think. It, and there's nothing about the show that's completely new. Like, there are some storylines that you really expect the things that were happening, but it didn't make it any less wonderful to watch or any less, like, um, interesting. So I definitely recommend Violet Evergarden to anyone who needs, like, just a little bit of support in your life. I think it's, it's, it's great, you know, to see humanity through the eyes of someone who didn't feel human, like, for a majority of her life. Um, so that's great. And then there is Demon Slayer. Um, with, who is another thing I have to start. <laughs> yeah, um, it's one season pa lang and there's no projected date for the next season yet. But the film came out in 2020 in Japan. Um, and it is the highest grossing film in Japan. That wow. Ever had. So that was very interesting because it was an anime that a lot of people thought was going to be cancelled. Um, so it, it was a good boost and um, it's just great. Like even in, it's like PG or R thirteen at or R sixteen in Japan, but children were sneaking into the cinemas to watch it because they really, really wanted to see. It's just great, and I think uh, the Japan. Anime, yeah, so you can actually watch movies. People can actually watch movies. To go out and watch. Them, you know? <laughs> and um, the animation style is something that I have never personally seen in any other anime that been done i think it just does it really well and it plays on elements as well in a way that i haven't seen before um so it's great um good family watch as well my dad i I don't know maybe my dad just enjoys everything so (laughs) not really a good comparison it's just a really really fun um anime to watch i think and i'm excited to see more of it so 2020 it made me not actually watch a lot of new series because anxiety is real and I don't like watching new shows because it tends to stress me out if I don't know what's happening um, so I, I did tend to watch more of like comfort shows 
Queen's Gambit for actually bringing me back into the groove of like watching new shows during the height of or like the height of like height of the down feeling I guess because it was nearing Christmas and we were still like in a you know in quarantine and all that stuff. So I'm very thankful for Queen's Gambit for actually getting me to watch it in like one did not do anything except watch Queen's Gambit that day. And it made chess sexy and that's all you know, that's always great. <laughs> and then um there's also The Crown, the new season of The Crown, which I think Prince will discuss as well. I will just say that I absolutely loved it. It's not my favorite season of The Crown. I think that's still season two, definitely. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um but it it was really great. And uh, I didn't think I would ship Diana and Charles even for a second, but there was <laughs> one particular moment in the series that I was like, Sana, Sana, they work it out. But, you know, of course, they did not. So, <laughs> um, I think I know what, uh, which scene that was. Right? That, I mean, that oh, no, yeah, no, I'm thinking uh, of it's that scene. It's that and, scene. And I think that's, that's what happened in real life also. Like, that was the happiest that they were together. That's... That moment. So I was like... <laughs> Oh well. well, season five time. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Um. So there's that. Um. Hunters came out this year as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It came out this year. Amazon Prime with Logan Lerman and. As a Logan Lerman stand. Mm, yeah. As a Logan Lerman stand, it was definitely a very heavy series, but I think it was a very enjoyable watch, uh, nonetheless. Um, and then there is the latest series that I would like to recommend Miss Bridgerton <laughs> came out December 25 <laughs> on Netflix and uh, I will not say that it's you know the greatest show out there definitely definitely not but it's definitely something people needed during the Christmas season <laughs> I think it's great um, it's a fun watch for anyone who enjoys um, period romances and all of the fun um, costumes and like society rules that that entails. And as someone who was a fan of the Bridgerton series since I, since 2010, um, I'm happy it's getting like the attention that it, it's getting now. And the fact that it's like the sixth most watched, uh, most binged show on Netflix has, Netflix has ever had is, is great news because that means more seasons and more stories to tell because this first season was not the best like story that the siblings have. Like there's definitely better stories out there. So I'm hopeful that those stories will be told um, in the next few years. So Bridgerton, and then lastly, I'll get through like the reality shows that have comforted me through 2020. Um, so there was Queer Eye. Um, they launched season five this year as well. I think like in the middle of the year. And Queer Eye is always just like a good like happy um, watch for anyone who does. You know, um, particularly the episode this year, the first episode of this season, which was about a gay priest like who who would ever like think of that and i didn't even know that those people existed and i'm very very happy to see that these types of like queer um uh, you know religious um people are getting the attention that they also deserve and it helps religious people who think that you know being queer is a sin kind of like hopefully you know adjust to it more and accept it eventually so queer eye, and then lastly, it's really <laughs> like a good pick me up. Oh like, yeah, I, I mean, love it queer eye. Something so wholesome and like feel good to watch. Although I must say I haven't seen that last season yet because parang there was some sort of fatigue at some point. Na oh okay, 
same format you can help someone i mean mm. although as although it's nice parang sometimes kind of gets feels repetitive so you kind of have to like stop for a while and then just pick up when you you feel bad or like when you need just a random pick me up i think that's why i liked it though I like that it's repetitive so I know what's going to happen every time. As someone with like the type of anxiety that I have, I I need that security. So queer I really provides me that. And I think it like that's that's why these types of shows exist also. So there's that. And then there was a reality show that got me into purchasing so many things, get organized. I just wanted to fix everything in my house and since I was home all the time, but I felt mm-hmm. like it was just the right thing to do eventually so i think um for a lot of people once they started watching the show they started buying like all these organization bins and um label makers guys i have like three label makers in my <laughs> house right now and yeah it, it was very interesting to see um all these celebrities organize their homes um it made me love courtney kardashian even more uh, and courtney chloe Chloe Kardashian even more. She's the best Kardashian anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much that like opinion weighs to everyone here, but yes. Um, and yeah, I think it it definitely helped people like find more to do with the amount of time that they were spending at home. I know everybody who watched it kind of got into an organization frenzy, and that's always great. Um, so yeah, those are my shows, my favorite shows like this 2020. I think oh, Prince should take. Yeah, so you can talk yeah. about the crown. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, but no. Because the thing is, I'm like not a very series person mm-hmm. in general. Like I don't watch a lot of series. So in a way, this the pandemic forced me to uh, finally give in because I had nothing to watch. Like uh, there was no, I couldn't go to the cinema and stuff. So I finally gave in. You know what? I have a Netflix account. Might as well make the most of it. And I did. I I really was planning on watching The Crown, but I didn't expect I was gonna enjoy it a lot. Cause like, wow, it's actually pretty good. Like the first two seasons were like, wow, wow, this is great. Then I keep seeing the casts for the following seasons. I'm like, oh, this is just great. And for the fourth season, yeah, like I agree with Paula. Not not the best story wise, but I still love. Oh gosh, I'm I'm in love with Emma Corrin and yes. I'm in love with her, and I really. <laughs> but my my favorite character by far was Jillian Anderson's Margaret Thatcher's. Like wow, like I she was the one I was expecting coming for season four, and she hmm. she she did it. I was like, good job. I didn't and, think I would ever hate her, but yeah, she made me hate her. <laughs> yeah, right? So I was like, oh, and she and I'm thinking these two actresses did it with such a pack with people like Olivia Colman, yeah. Helena Bonham Carter. Mm. And you know, but for some reason they did take a step back cuz these two had a lot of time to shine and I, I was happy for that cuz the 80s was really all about them. So I'm yeah. I'm hoping that once as soon now that the crown is coming to a close, they wrap it up in a good way cuz it's they're really getting close now like it's just the 90s and the entering the 21st century. So hopefully Peter Morgan finds a way to get back on track, get and then a good. And this one was I really didn't expect this at all that I would enjoy it because I was you know I'm not a serious person, and so I eventually got to watching Breaking Bad. I was like, oh, yeah. it's, it's oh actually, yeah. I, I was so surprised. Oh, it's actually a really great show. And then yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, because oh, I was 
to be fair, I was busy watching Game of Thrones because I I'm because ah. I'm a Song of, of Ice and Fire fan. I I, okay, I love okay. the I, I love the books. I was only invested in that, and I almost couldn't believe that Breaking Bad came out at the same time, literally at the same time. Because oh, this is actually a pre- this is actually a pretty good show. It didn't falter at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and then I saw oh. Oh, there's a spin-off, and I saw that Saul had a spin-off. I was like, oh, that's great because Saul is my favorite character in uh, in Breaking Bad. I really loved him, and I have to admit, I think Better Call Saul is a better se- series. Like the way that how they tackle well the courtroom drama and the character characterization of Saul. Because they called him. <laughs> Stop it, Saul. Stop it. And like when you see how he rises up, rises up to become the lawyer he is. Mirroring how Walter White was descending in Breaking Bad is actually mm. pretty good. I was like, wow. Well, I'm just really excited, and I I like the season. I like the. I, I almost couldn't believe na it was season five this year, pala, because I wasn't paying attention. What a cliff! Really good cliffhanger with Lalo mm. just there. And so, and I I'm almost sad na the le- next season will be the last one. So yeah. I was like, ah, fine. Fine, I'll, I'm gonna make the most of it. But yeah, I really didn't expect that I would enjoy it so much. So yeah, really good show, and I hope this gets more love, like both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Like they really deserve it. Really, really good shows. But yeah, like that's all I have. 2020 made you realize also, na parang oh, we're gonna have so much time to watch all those shows that yeah. we want to watch, all the movies. But like at this yeah. point, we're recording our best of 2020. We're still like. We were talking before we recorded. We were like, "But I'm so behind on my 2020 watch list. I haven't even this, <laughs> yeah. this, this." Well, I mean, we keep we try to keep up <laughs> the best that we can, but you know, you just really yeah. cannot stop your life just to watch everything if you as much as if you only, want to, right? If only, if only. But yeah, that's yeah. all. That's on me from my end. And lastly, Emil. Um, For me, and I, I watch like way too much TV. Like, um, <laughs> it's 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 really it's it's it gets a little tiring sometimes. But I will echo that I love Better Call Saul. I'm I I was watching Breaking Bad when the last eight episodes of Breaking Bad were coming out every week now. So I was just in the thick of it. Um, and Better Call Saul, while I'm still in my head, it's it's still like a debate which one is is overall better. I think that Better Call Saul is better also. made. <laughs> yes. Um, and Stop I think <laughs> I think I think the greatest like endorsement for Better Call Saul is the character of Kim Wexler, who um, oh, okay. if you if you want to talk about like a well-written female character who is so unpredictable and so psychologically complex, it's this it's this character really. like um, without spoiling anything for it for people who haven't seen it at the end of season four, I really thought like ah. they were gonna take they were gonna ah. take this character and take her a certain way, which yeah, I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. was like. Which made perfect sense. And then season five, what the writers do is they make her go literally the opposite way, and it still it makes sense. sense. And like, I don't know how they did that. Was that? It's so people have been comparing it to like classical tragedy and Shakespeare and stuff like that. And honestly, it's it's well deserved. Um, so that that's like somewhere in my top five for sure. Um, another one that I'll briefly mention in my top five is the last eight episodes of BoJack Horseman, which came out very early in 2020, okay. yeah. which is, I mean, it's just a great sort of. It, it has become like a, a great show about mental health and about um, accountability for like the toxic actions of men and stuff like that. And it's, you don't expect it coming from an animated show like that. Um, but yeah, 
but for me like my my three favorite shows of of 2020 are all all revolve around women and it, it like it just so happened that they revolve around women um uh, one of them is an, a, an italian show on hbo called my brilliant friend which is about i mean just to summarize it very quickly it's about two young women growing up in naples italy in the 1950s to 1960s and they're both really really smart but one of them uh, excels in school while one of them can't go to school because she's she's poorer and she has to help her family and through like through like the, their sort of patriarchal society and through the, their differences in their economic situation you begin to see how they like start to sort of drift apart from each other um, and it's i just think it's really heartbreaking it feels like reading a novel because it's so dense and so well written and the lead actress uh, one of the lead actresses margarita matsuko who is i believe like 17 years old she plays she has to play older in the show like she has to play uh, a 19 year old character and she's maybe like the best performance i've seen like on any screen from wow. from 2020 she's really really good um and then another show that I, i'll endorse which i mentioned on this podcast before is it's pronounced pen 15 um it's a it's a it's a coming of age um middle school comedy drama about two awkward girls in middle school in the year 2000 but the 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 sort of hook is that they're both played by 30 year old actors oh yeah um so they're played by Anna Conkle and Myers Kin who are like incredibly funny and the show is just like this really surreal take on growing up and it it really it made me cry like by by the second season it is it's really really well done um but my favorite show of 2020 is easily i may destroy you which is available on hbo go here locally actually um and it it's without again without spoiling anything without going past the first episode it's about a struggling writer who one night while she's procrastinating is um partying with friends and whatnot and then the next morning she suddenly begins to recall that she was sexually assaulted and the show really sort of is her trying to piece together what happened trying to figure out what to do but also goes beyond her and starts to ask like more and more questions about consent about accountability and stuff like that wow. it starts focusing on different characters around her as well and their experiences of of uh having their consent violated it sounds it it is heavy at points but it's actually the way it's done is actually really accessible and i feel like where it arrives is so it it it's incredibly cathartic and you really don't expect that it'll end up where you think it's going to end up so i would highly highly recommend that provided you are aware of the stuff that happens yeah. in it and that you're prepared but i think it's it's well worth the watch so, so yeah wow nice. so word of Daniel's- caution it may destroy you <laughs> i mean it's true like the title is true yeah it's accurate wait so is, it, is it like mentioned- an event series lang na one season lang Yeah. I think so. Like it's it's one of those British shows na di malam kung comedy or drama, and then the episodes are like it's very th- British. Yeah, and like it's only 12 episodes, um, and it's really just like a showcase for the showrunner si Michaela Cole, who also stars in it, who wrote every episode, who co- who directed like eight of the episodes. Very Phoebe so Waller Bridge. She is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Oh, but something Emil said reminded me of a show that I forgot to put on my list because this was very like hurried. It's normal people. I can't believe oh, yeah. I which I still haven't seen. I am still like halfway through people. reading it, so I haven't seen it. Oh, I, I haven't read the books, but I've I've seen the series, and it's 
I don't know. It 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 did feel like reading a book. Like even just watching that series, and all of my friends who have read the books have said it was a very loving and very accurate, um, uh, you know, translation of the book to like a screen um, showcase. And it's very, it hurts, but like not always in a really bad bad way. It really hurts. And they they. <laughs> There is a scene there that I think is the best scene in the whole show, mostly because they start playing Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh yeah, and I heard about this. Too much of it. Too much. It's just like one of my favorite Carly Rae songs, and in such a like a very emotional scene. So it's just it's a good show. I think anyone who has been in a relationship in some form of other can definitely relate. Quote, you know, relate to the show um, so poignantly. It's great. I feel like. Cell would hit me or reprimand me if I re- if I did That's not true. mention normal yeah. people in this show today. <laughs> Shout out, Cell! Hello. Yes, I love Cell. Okay, so that's it for our TV segment. Um, I guess those were the ones that we were able to watch. I must say though, I mean, I really applaud like Emil for being having the endurance to just watch all these shows. Like, how do you yeah. do it? And at the same time, watch movies like as they come out and all that. I'm like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I I just have to be very discerning with the TV because it takes up so much time. So I'm I'm I feel like I'm. It's good that I have. I don't really watch a lot of shows that I don't like, um, because I really like need to pick and choose. And I need to know what to sacrifice. Like especially after this year, I don't know if I'm gonna watch Westworld ever again because oh. that show just went. No. After, it just like, went down here. Like, of I season was, three or of season three. Yeah. Like, oh my season god. Season one was it's still the best. Season one is definitely still mm. the best. But then after, and I miss pangalang ako when they had like this Chinese sport, but it was like a Philippine sport, yeah. and no, I was it, like, it it was a Philippine sport, but everyone was speaking, speaking in Chinese. Chinese. It was like, what are you doing? It was it's so, so annoying. Tone deaf. Yeah. And TBH like the ending of Westworld didn't need for them to start a new season. Yeah, exactly. Like, they could have ended it there and I would have been very happy. But yeah. they chose to ruin the show. But you know, <laughs> Americans, they don't know when to stop. Yeah. Like, too much. when Emil was saying, it was very British. Because the British, like, it's like, uh, when they know it's like, the time to stop the show and the yeah. is there, they just end it there and keep it like, in the best memory of everyone who's seen it and who is to see it who are to watch it but like American shows can just really tend to drag long parang sa atin lang din yung parang teleserye na sumikat tapos parang super pinapahaba talaga nila so I, I will say sorry just like last pahabal in terms of TV When, since you mentioned that I feel like that's because it's a trade-off for um for the fact that the UK also has the world's longest running TV show ever which is Coronation Street which started in 1960 and literally has had 10,000 episodes. What? Um, consistently, till today. And it's still running. I don't watch it, obviously. But like, oh first time to watch 10,000 episodes. Imagine if you're a fan of that but, show and you've religiously watched it ever since. Oh my God, Detective Conan is shaking. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. Oh, but also, I just remembered, like, didn't, um, since BoJack Horseman ended this year, didn't The Good Place also end this year? Uh, 2020? It did. Oh my well, god! The last few episodes. The last few episodes were in 2020. Oh my god! Wow. Oh, oh, but that is an example of an American show that I think ended well. That's true. Yeah. That is ended an example of where we are. We're in the bad place. 
they were in the good place by the end of the season naman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, gets the premise of the original seasons were like, oh, this is the good place, but it's actually the bad place. <laughs> That's so good. All right. All right. Now we move on to movies. Um, I, I, we have, I can see that we have a lot of like intersecting movies that yeah. we will be talking about. Um, Siguro, once I mention it and it's on your list, we can just discuss it a bit more. Um, well, let's start with the most, one of the last few things to come out of 2020 in Christmas, which was Soul, which was like, just really oh. touched. Yes, well, okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's I, so... Okay. You haven't I'm, seen it, Paula? No, I haven't. Oh. Well, I need to be like in an emotional oh, wait, wait, why am I crying? Wait. Huh? <laughs> Wait, why? Ferns is in why. the zone. Ferns is in the zone. I don't know why. It's an I don't know why. Movie. Ah, it's an emotional movie. It was. Okay. Okay. Go on, go on. But like, at that point of the year, na parang, Shemper, you see all these. I watched it by like, siguro, I watched it January 1, I think. Mm. And like, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, parang, Shemper, at the end of the year, you see all these posts about people's lives and remembering what happened this year. And then, Shemper, you ponder upon your own life. What am I doing in my life? Uh, I just turned 25 last year. And Shemper, quarter-life crisis. But that kind of like just all dissolved all those worries about my life and how yeah. I'm going to live it. And just like, you know, it was just that effective. Although, it's very straightforward. And like, you wouldn't really... It's not as fantastical, I would say, as the other concepts although ang ganda ng world na ginawa nila and the the way they would like make it how do you say it uh parang manifest concepts into such a broad or like such a difficult topic to talk about the way they yeah. like made it easy to digest the only thing parang how will children like read into this because us as adults yeah. or like young adults have a very different perspective but like with this very deep story like how would children like think about it is it like some sort of like little prince narrative na as you grow up and you watch it and you watch mm-hmm. it your un- understanding like broadens and like differs right, parang ganun. Right, right. I think it's nice that you know they're giving children access to this kind of stories and in, in the, to be able to start thinking about these types of things because I don't think you're ever too young. Yeah. To, you know. But there was like a whole I don't know if it's a controversy of like why would Tina Fey be uh-huh. like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could have gone you, you can't spoil it. You can't spoil it. Can I, I watched it right away. No! no. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Why would Tina Fey period? <laughs> That's it. Uh, Emil, your thoughts on this? I mean, my my experience of watching Soul without spoiling it is that I went from thinking, okay, this is this is fine, like it's not as great as I thought it was going to be, to oh, okay, I, I see what they're doing to, to crying over another Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that in terms of emotion, mas ako sa onward. Um, but weirdly enough, I related more to Soul, like if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still think Soul is the better film, definitely. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for just like the release of emotion, I feel like 
onward will get you there faster. Um, but yeah, like I, I love, I love so much about Seoul. The, the one thing I really, really want to um, champion is the score uh, by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross of Nine Inch Nails, which is my favorite band. Um, a lot of, yeah, and John Batiste had the, the best the, the night jazz of his life. <laughs> oh my God! Stop it! Oh that's, my a, God. that's an inside joke. That is an inside joke. Anyway, I was going to say that. Um, Thank you guys. Like, uh, oh my, stop it! Let's get back to that. Alienating the audience. Context lang. We had a Christmas party with the popcorn hosts, and at the end of our game night. Emil just showed us his uh, performance. A wonderful clip from high school. And yeah. And yun yung sinabi nila. So, it was the yes. best night of uh, his life. We, we want to see Emil like, manifest I've had that. Many, like, I've had many other good nights after that. Okay, that was like... <laughs> but not was the best. That was like nine years. That was like ten years ago now. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's almost been a decade since high school. Can, can you That's believe it? Anyway, Seoul is great. Burns, what do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I like I had an idea going in what Soul was gonna be about, so I wanted to prepare myself for it. So I made sure I watched it on New Year's Eve because I want I, I wanted to end it on a good note, and I I think I made the right decision because what the movie did tackle really hit home for what I was feeling, like the whole like figure the whole year in my whole life. So it really did hit home for me, and I. I don't know why I don't know why I was tearing up Kanina, but I didn't cry when I watched it. But I did feel emotional. I really felt it. I was really touched by the movie. I lo- I really liked it. I think it's better than Onward. I would I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. I over Onward. I would I see myself watching Soul over and over again. Like it's one one of the Pixar movies that I would really enjoy watching again. Uh, that really resonated with it. It's really touching, and I love the music, like Grabe. Like, I like. This sounds familiar. Who who made this? I was like, and then I saw it was John Baptiste who did the the piano playing. I was like, oh, I knew it. It must. It was so good. And then I then I learned that it was also Trent Reznor. And I think it was just, oh, no wonder it was so good. But yeah, I really loved it. I really loved so. So Paula, please watch it. Yes. I will watch it soon. Watch it soon. I'll probably watch it this weekend. Yes. Turned out good. to be way better than Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Uh, we don't have to talk about that. Good no. lord. Uh, well, parang, I guess like wonder. The, 2019 was our cats. Like, oh, let's talk about cats. What happened to cats? And now, Man, I love, is I love cats. Though. Are you Woman serious? It's, it's fun. I tried watching it on HBO um, Go the other day and I was like, couldn't get past five minutes. It's like, I, I hated everything. Okay, no, the, the first part of Cats is the worst part of Cats. If you get past the first part, it, it's fun. I, I don't even like the I musical itself. Again. So it was very hard. It's, I feel like it's yeah, gonna no, I get it. I get it. take I get a it. lot for it's, me to like the film. It's better than the musical. The better musical's better. That's Can not I a very, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> high standard. Uh, <laughs> next, Siguro, since we have, like, the last few minutes of our show left. Let's just go through some of these other films that we like this year. Uh, animation, uh, other aside from Soul, Over the Moon, which was really, really good as well. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And it's really one of those um, animated films that make you want to dream big and aim for, you know, and think about your family. The moon. And uh, uh, what's her name? 
si yung goddess si Changa. Changa was like a gay icon in that movie. Like that performance, wow. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Pero ang ganda, ang ganda ng animation. I mean, it was Philippa Sue. So yeah, yeah, yeah. of course it was going to be like a gay icon. <laughs> Ano pa bang animated? I also actually really like Trolls World Tour earlier this year, which was <laughs> that, that, that was the first ever movie that went to VOD straight to streaming in 2020, and oh, syempre medyo kind of like really accessible children's movie, but it's nice showing different genres of music and like how the way they deal with it and sort of like the social. Um, social aspect of what they were trying to say in Trolls World Tour as well. Um, documentaries, naman. I really also. Oh, wait, like... I want to add like an animated film. It's like an animated short. Um, that's on Netflix. It's called Canvas. Um, and it's about loss. And I think I, I, not a lot of people have seen it. Definitely, but I definitely think it's a good watch. It's just like 20 minutes long. Pero Was it the one that just came out? At the end of couple the of months, couple of months ago, yeah, I think so. Yeah, black like black creators for oh that one, that yeah. one. Yeah, I saw it, that on Twitter. Yeah, it's really nice. I, I I highly recommend it, and it's on Netflix, so you know, <laughs> easy so to watch. accessible. Uh, mm-hmm. ano pa? Well, documentaries. Uh, Aswang and uh, a thousand cuts were documentaries I liked from the Philippines this year because of course they're very socially relevant and we all know at least our echo chamber here in popcorn hopefully not an echo chamber our group of people here would more or less relate shout out to Rambo Talabong who was in mm. that uh, documentary a thousand cuts about Rappler and Maria Ressa and yeah, yeah ang ganda, ang, it's just really sad to see all those happening and you know it's still happening outside And they continue, all the horrible things continue to happen outside of it. But it's nice that we have documentaries like this, who, which are portraying the different angles and showing them to a bigger audience. Um, speaking of Filipino movies, I watched this short film in Cinema Laya, I believe. It's called Excuse Me, Miss, Miss, Miss. Mm. And it's the first short film to ever head to Sundance. Uh, from the Philippines. So congrats to Direct Sonny. Uh, I met up with... I met them when uh, Direct Arden of John Denver Trending went to the show. Mm-mm. I think that was last year. Early last year. One of the early episodes we had in 2020. Um, yeah, congrats to them. It was really campy and really socially relevant at the same time as well. And speaking of other Filipino movies, Cleaners, I finally got to watch. We all finally got to watch um, in 2020. And I'm just really, I was floored by how they made it, the story, and how, you know, finally we have kind of like, I would say, a go-to coming-of-age high school movie in the Philippines. Because our reference of high school movies are generally American ones. And we wouldn't really have a representative of that, I would say. Meron ba, Emil? I mean, senior year ni Gerald Tarog, um, a handful of... I mean, I wouldn't say Cleaners is like necessarily the first of its kind in terms of story, yeah. but in terms of like its execution and the way that it mimics memory through the through the photocopied frames, through the highlighters and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and 
I mean, I'm just so happy that we finally get emo representation as as a high school emo who as Emil's who best totally loved typecast. The best <laughs> night of my life. Uh, I was finally given the respect it deserved. Makulay ang buhay sa sinabog. Emo representation. Kaya nang ganito yung book ko eh. Anyway. Ganun na ganun yung book. Parang yung isang character parang si Emil nga. Kaya pa. Di ba? Yeah. Inner's amazing. I'm hoping to have an episode on it with... Uh, with Jace, Jace. Yeah. <laughs> with, Glenn, Jace. Glenn with Jace also. Glenn. with Jace the ultimate cleaners fan yes. uh, mm-hmm. what else the social dilemma also really one of my favorites we also have an episode on that from last year um, it really affected the way that I approach my social media um, what do you call this the way I consume it Yun. um Palm Springs was also really good. I really enjoyed yeah. that movie. I love that movie. Um, what else? Emma was also really good. And Perns, it's one of Perns' picks also. Uh, what do you have to say about it? I love Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Beling. And, and Josh O'Connor. Josh O'Connor. Oh, gosh. Josh whole, O'Connor. The whole production of it all was just really quirky and like, very pastel and just very like it will take you into that world but it won't really like give you the may siyempre periodic period periodic ang tawag dun periodic table it's a period film but it feels very yeah. modern a modern take. feels very modern yeah I think it's probably my favorite um, version of Emma of Emma yeah of Emma oh, I think Love Anya Taylor Joy. It's that's Burns' takeaway. <laughs> that's my takeaway. I mean, it's it's a good movie, yes, but that's my takeaway. I love yeah. Burns. watched New Mutants just for Anya Taylor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's how that's much really I'm willing. Although her her uh, her accent, well, all of their accents were very inconsistent. <laughs> Sayang though, oh. the casting was pretty good, naman. But she's like, okay. Let's just have this movie after like years long. Of- after being pushed back for like three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess that's why it kind of felt a bit dated na rin because it was made a really long time ago at this yeah. Um, uh, after Emma, um, Birds of Prey was also really good. Uh, I would recommend yes. it actually. Birds of Prey and the Fantasia. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Infantimation of One Harley Quinn. Well, that was yeah. that was the first movie kasi dapat, uh, that was the first movie to come out of the DCEU this year and that gave us all high hopes for WWE 4 and that just brought us nothing. Um, <laughs> but Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, ang ganda ng female power, the female representation and the uh, it's just like, you know, the iconic. We talked about this before that uh, scene with the hair tie and all that. Oh yeah. yeah. It's just very accurate to what women do today. I mean, like aside from the killing and and all the violence. <laughs> <laughs> aside from all of that, it was just very much like a woman's film. Like I felt seen in that in that film. That awkward, pero gusto mo badass ni Huntress. I don't know. Like I see that in so many of my friends. I think it was great. 
and not you, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, <laughs> one of the last few movies I also got to see was in the theater pala was The Invisible Man, which is also really, really good. And yeah. Yeah. Oliver Jackson Cohen, of course, <laughs> even though he was invisible oh, yeah. for most of the time. <laughs> I, uh, I don't like films, but that film was, I think, really well made. Fantastic. Ang ganda. And syempre, up to this day, in 2020, 2021, the domestic abuse is still a really big issue and uh, a recurring like thing in many households that aren't really you know it's still not um how do you say this it's not parang I mean, it's still taboo to talk about yeah and the way that they approached the horror movie and with that element of it was just really interesting and they pulled it off really well and the technology the technological aspect of being an invisible man in 2020 yeah. i'm not sure though if it's still part of the whole universal monsters universe that they were trying to they're, make. they're thinking about it pa. like instead of a franchise thingy they're just doing all single single because the mommy was horrible <laughs> so they're just doing it one by one na lang. yeah Which will, well, rin ba yung candy man I was supposed to be this year also. No, 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 no. Candyman is a newer property. Yeah. So, yeah. After Invisible Man, they'll probably just do single, single na lang. Which they probably should. And speaking <laughs> of Invisibles, like, back to Wonder Woman, I guess it's... In- <laughs> oh, my God. This isn't really a spoiler, but I wish they had made the jet invisible but them not that was so weird <laughs> that was so out of nowhere oh by the way i can do this he was like okay i think my dad did this for two minutes before or something with that Hello, mom no the... dads it was the dad because zeus made Timiskira invisible god i didn't even pay attention you really just lose Attention, or you, parang you just lose track of it. I really ju- was just it. looking at Chris Pine. I think that was basically that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And like, uh, Wonder Woman just appeared like three times in the whole movie about her, supposedly. Two and a half hours. Two and a half <laughs> hours. <laughs> and three Wonder Woman appearances? Like, what? Ang ganda sana nung opening scene, eh, na. Mm. Um, with the mall in the mall, eighties, all that, and then that, the rest of it happened, like that golden armor. It was like what? Yeah, I see. That's it. <laughs> oh, we were just discussing that then, Kanina. There was no need for the golden armor, to be quite honest. No need for it at all. You just needed the toys with the golden armor. That's the toys, It's just for the toys. Merch, merch, merch. Okay. Okay. Let's not talk about Wonder Woman because not the it's not one of the best of so okay. 2020. <laughs> okay, next Burns. Tapos na sa list ko. Yeah, Ayun nga, So we already talked about Invisible Man, and the same way how I enjoyed M, I also enjoyed Personal History of David Copperfield. Like mm. I, I, it was re- it was very well told, and I really loved the people they got. Like they got Dev Patel for David Copperfield. Then my favorites were Hugh Laurie and uh, I know, and. <laughs> Gosh, and Tilda Swinton, Tilda like Swinton. wow, like wow, these this is a great 
Ben Wishaw also. Ben Wishaw. Like, all oh, these... Oh, there's... Ah, like... I really loved the cast. They really made it enjoyable for me. So, the way I like Emma is the same way I like Personal History of David Copperfield. It was, and it was one of the movies I looked forward to in 2019. I was, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm excited to watch this. And then... You mentioned earlier Palm Springs Cholo. And like if you showed me the synopsis of Palm Springs, I would not watch it because I'm not that type. But then I watched it I was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. It's like, oh, I actually love it. It's actually nice. I liked it. I love like, Prince's surprised voice. I really wasn't expecting it to like, like oh, it's actually good. It's actually good. <laughs> No. Oh, man, yes, we're finally time. making fun of someone else. <laughs> and then, this is the okay. best night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's so and, anyway, moving on. Uh, another one of my favorites was uh, Borat, the Borat sequel. Because I, I, I hadn't watched the first Borat, so I, had, I watched that first, and I really loved it. And then I watched the second one, I was like, oh, I, cause Sacha Baron Cohen is one of my favorite. Wait, actors. with the other voice. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, basta Sacha Baron Cohen is one of my favorite actors, and seeing that he did this is one of his greatest works, pala. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I should have watched this, ano, pala, way before, cause it was really, really funny. And given the context of the sequel, I was like, okay, obviously someone had to, like, if you wanted to do make fun of America. You would do it like this, not how Death to 2020 did it, because oh. that was very, that was so forced. But oh, this okay. one was I'm like, I'm not gonna watch that then. <laughs> it, sobrang pilit ng Death to 2020. Actually, I was gonna bring it up. Actually, it was okay. It wasn't bad for me. Natawa naman ako, pero parang. Pero di ba yung yeah? You'd expect more from the creators of Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, and I, and I guess also. Borat was my standard for the kind of humor that you would go for. Because it was really funny, like, the way that it jabs at the elections and at the pandemic. But also, like, who expected Borat 2 to come uh-huh. out this year? Like, that was like, surprising, talaga, uh, to say the least. So, okay. Really, really funny. Uh, other th- ones I watched, um, Netflix came out well with Trials of Chicago 7 and Mac. Like, yeah. you know, really good films. I like them because I like uh, Sorkin films and uh, I like David Fincher. So yeah, like in terms of ri- writing, I'd watch their movies just for the heck of it. And they were pretty good. And then I put also in my list First Cow because hmm. First Cow was one of the earliest films I watched in quarantine. But it, it was for me, I think it was the first movie I watched na, wow, it was really good. Like, tipong, it's awards worthy. Na hmm. it, it's the type of movie I'd leave later on when I'm trying to compare but seeing first cow it was like I can't even explain how amazed I was at the how it the feel of it the, the simplicity of its story well I'm just thinking now I should I should have left this later on because it was one of my favorite films overall and you know just to end I really lo- like the animation films this year like we watched soul we got over the moon we also had an episode Joel, on High Up Cast starring. With, yes. Uh, I, starring <laughs> RB, ang number one High Up. Starring RB. <laughs> starring RB, number one High Up. Ka. Uh, unapologetically Filipino. But RB Cueva story. Yun yung joke. RB Cueva story. RB Cueva story. Yeah. High Up. Ka. 
Ang but apart from yeah. like apart but apart from Soul, the anim- animated film that I did enjoy was Wolfwalkers. Yeah. Like, I saw I saw Emil talk about it and and it got my interest. And when I saw it, I was like, it felt really nice to see non like not a typical uh, animated film like from Disney or DreamWorks. Uh, this and though and then like uh, how Emil talked about it, it's very it's not the type of movie. The story is like how, how a kid. Would watch the 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 religion and how it acts religion, but la ang ganda ng anime like ang ganda ng draw pagka drawing niya and it had Sean Penn in it and, and you know I'll I'll, I'll watch it had Sean Penn in it. Sean Penn rather. Sean Penn. Oh Sean Penn. Sorry sorry. Sean Penn. It's I'll on watch ano? It's on uh, Apple TV Plus. Yes. It's on yes, Apple it TV Plus, which I wouldn't have expected that from Apple TV Plus. Uh, so yun nga. So it really make it gives me hope that there's a lot of animated films out there na sobrang ganda. People are just overlooking them because they only watch yung mga what's on Netflix, what Disney shells out, what Pixar or Dreamworks shells it's out. It's really just so hard get... to compete with the majors if you're like Apple TV Plus, who's like one of the, although it's it's Apple the brand, parang it's yeah. so hard to get on the level of Netflix and Amazon and. Disney Plus and Hulu at this point na in the race even HBO Max yeah. is struggling right yeah but it gives me hope talaga when you have films like Wolfwalkers the way now if you make this kind of films na it wala, it makes you appreciate animated films more like no matter what uh, technology they, they use to make it so yeah, yeah that's no matter the, what older that's people what... say saying oh you're too old to watch <laughs> cartoons <laughs> No. Yeah, so that's only a brief list. Like I have so much to watch, pa, for twenty twenty twenty. Like I have my note, my notepad is filled with lists. Pa. Let's so just I go to I Emil to... and Jace's letterbox and like watch <laughs> lists. We have very different yeah. tastes. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, I'll I'll try and go quickly. I feel like my, I mean. My favorite movies of the year ended up being like a lot of the art houseier movies, mm. which you know, which is like critical consensus. Like these are the best movies now, um, and I don't like I I try to to form a different opinion, but it just so happened that I agree. <laughs> um, a couple of the ones I didn't write down here. Uh, one movie though that I feel like nobody else has been talking about or nobody else has been putting on their lists is this weird like mock documentary slash improvised kind of narrative film called Bloody Nose Empty Pockets, which is like just 90 minutes at this fake dive bar in in Las Vegas that's about to close down. But the way that it's done is like, it really feels like a documentary. Like I really had to check if it was a documentary. And it's really just about random people in this bar and you're just watching them for 90 minutes as they come to terms with the fact that they're their home, so to speak, is about to close down. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, was my this favorite document, like pre-pandemic. Yeah, no, of course, the man. I mean, it came out in 2020, so it was made like before then. Yeah, but like yeah. the fact that it's so relevant. Yeah, diba? like it's it diba? just so happens to be relevant. Um, another movie that just so happens to be relevant. Thank you for the accidental segue. <laughs> um, my my favorite documentary of the year uh, is called Boys State, which is oh. about a real uh, summer leadership camp that happens in in the US where I mean there's a boy state and there's a girl state but each um, camp 
basically has to form their own government and then elect the leader. And it starts out being like, there's just this dumb summer activity that these teenage boys aren't taking seriously. And then by the ending, it's like a sports movie and I was crying and like, it, it's like, there's so much tension and like, you really get invested. It, it feels like a reality TV show, which makes me think that a lot of people might get into it. It's also an Apple TV plus. Um, but my, my like very, very favorite movies of the year, um, one came out in Q cinema, it's called end of the century, which is like, uh, before sunrise, before sunset, but it's, it stars two uh, gay men in the in, in the center, which I think already makes it completely different. Um, also has like an incredibly emotional ending. Um, and then one of the earliest films that I saw in quarantine also is Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, which is just about a young woman and her cousin going, sneaking off to New York so she can get an abortion. And the way that it's done is so, I would say like graceful. Like it doesn't try to push any sort of agenda or anything. It's really just like what these young women have to go through in this world that doesn't really care about them. Um, but I, I, I still think the best movie of the year is Nomadland, which I just saw, uh, which has been, which has been like getting all the awards uh, so yeah. far. And it's, it's on track to like the win best picture at the Oscars, hopefully. Um, it's just Francis McDormand who decides to uh, leave civilization almost and like live as this van dwelling nomad. And it just, it's so hard to articulate why I think it's so good just because I don't know, like it, it, it deals so much with like uh, finding the value in, in every little thing, but also learning to let everything go. And like the whole movie is really just about that. And as, as Burns and I sort of talked about a little bit through, through comments and tweets, like I, I do think it's the kind of movie that you have to sort of sit down with and like absorb because it really is just, I don't know, it's part of the experience. So Yay, to Chloe Zhao, who directed it. Yeah. I feel like that's like, all of Francis McDormand's films that you really do yeah. have to like, sit down and process it afterwards. That's true. Three do you think boards. she's going to win? I, I, I really think she has a strong chance of... She's going to equal Meryl Streep for winning three yeah. Best Actress trophies, which is insane. So She deserves it. Uh, no. Meryl huh? Streep has two. The one of them. No. The other one is oh, supporting. So, oh, ooh, she's gonna be even. Burns with the facts. <laughs> Thanks for the fact check, Burns. That's why you got that blue mark. Yeah. Verified. <laughs> he verified. Verified. Because anyway. he verifies the facts. Yes. <laughs> oh, speaking of, the prom was also really sweet, pala. I forgot to mention. It's not like an ultimate favorite from the year but I just found it like you know just feel good lang. it seems very your type of like yep. yeah, media but uh, given that it's my type of thing it's not like my favorite musical movie musical of all time either okay. although yeah, syempre, that's a high bar yeah. really but magaling si Meryl Streep magaling Meryl si Andrew Reynolds Queen Andrew Reynolds so Great. good you know nothing can ever beat high school musical at this point <laughs> the sound of music slander that I'm hearing is just just, just wait for the uh, the professional recording of Hades Town to come out. I swear. Oh my god! That's gonna destroy no. everything. I don't know, but like they better because that's like the perfect musical in my opinion. Okay. Anyway, ako to agree. Wait, lang sasakit yung ulo ko. I I don't really have that much. Again, like I. I tried not. I tried not to uh, watch a lot this year because 
everything was just too much and I think like finding comfort in films that I already loved was easier for me but um Bridge of Prey that's done Canvas is done <laughs> a documentary that I really got into for like a good two weeks was Blackpink Light Up the Sky <laughs> Blackpink is in her area Yeah, Blackpink has been in my area for a while. I wouldn't say that this was a film that got me really into K-pop because I've been pretty much exposed to them for a good few years thanks to my best friend. But it was really like nice every to week see. of 2020. Hey Paula, hey Paula, hey Paula. <laughs> watch this, watch this by NCT. Watch this by Gangnam. Like, I'm so sorry. I tried and I can't. But Blackpink um just appeals a lot to, you know, to a lot of women and I think that's why they're the most popular girl group like yeah the girl most popular girl group out there regardless of whether they're like a Korean girl group or not and it was interesting to see everyone in my office like every straight man in my office was suddenly getting really into Blackpink and I think that's what these documentaries especially the ones on Netflix do they really get people talking about certain issues that I never or certain you know topics that I never would have expected them to talk about before Um, so that was a really nice thing for Blackpink, and um, now more people are more understanding of the K-pop struggle of like all of these idols having to go through so much in order to achieve their dreams. And it was just nice, and you know, I learned Blackpink choreography after that. Who doesn't <laughs> want to do that? <laughs> yeah, it, I, I would say it's a really good introduction for non-K-pop fans, especially. Yeah. Because you appreciate more that they're not just these random Asians dancing and lip-syncing most of the time. Uh, you really see their struggle, which isn't really shown. And they, although, shempre as a, I guess as a mid-tier K-pop fan at this point, if you know the thing, it's medyo kulang cool pa siya. As as parang if you're expecting something more, but on a general patronage level, it's really something uh, you would appreciate and you would. It's not like at it. the BTS levels of their documentaries in the last few years, I would say. Yeah. Um, but again, like you're right. If you're not really much of a fan, it's like it's a good gateway, and I think that's what it was supposed to do. I, I don't yeah. think it was just for all of the hardcore blinks. As Blackpink which... continues to dominate the world, Mm-mm. it's gonna be in all our areas. So that's great. That's all we want. <laughs> And congrats to Glow. After that's BTS, like a really big deal. Dude, I'm just thinking about how smart is gonna retaliate. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. BTS Bini. Bini. <laughs> uh, the coconut nut supremacy. Yes. I I would hope so. <laughs> Medyo nag die down though yung coconut nut so it's kind of sad. Yeah. I wish they come up with their debut song sooner. And speaking of music as the last segment, uh we won't be talking about that in this episode because we already had our music of 2020 episode which was our uh last episode before this. So go listen to all our music recommendations although When we did record that, Taylor Swift hasn't released Evermore, and we will be having an Evermore special soon enough for all you Swifties out there, and to people who are requesting for that. Or just sad. Yes, and everyone else in this room is just like, okay, we won't be in that episode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are stopping and we are uh, closing this episode of Popcorn. That was. Those were our recommendations from 2020 and what we've seen, how we were, what we felt, and everything that happened. And 
uh, at this point, syempre, I guess we're just hoping for a better year this year, 2021. More popcorn episodes, better um, better times around us. The vaccine, hopefully. A good vaccine. And a good vaccine. An approved by the FDA vaccine and a legal vaccine. And justice for everyone, for all the injustices happening out there. As we lead on to one more year before 2022, or at least if they don't do cha cha, apparently. Um, but yeah. <laughs> way to go, guys. Something, it's a long way to go. That's something, that's something to watch out for, I guess. But uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we won't be having our recommendation segment because the whole episode was the whole show. <laughs> recommendation. Um, but one last, uh, go listen. If you did like Startup, go listen to Sponge Cola's latest song, which is called Sigurunga, which was inspired by Startup. And it's a really good song, regardless if it's from Startup or not, or inspired by Startup. Yun lang, uh, yun lang yung last pabaon uh, ko for the episode. But again, thank you to everyone who tuned in to Popcorn in 2020. Goodbye, 2020. We hope you stay there and we hope. <laughs> that we won't get as much trashy things happening around us this year, 2021. Of course, um, all our episodes are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you stream your podcasts. Of course, we're also on Radio Katipunan. Every week, thank you to the Radio Katipunan fam for always supporting us. Uh, thank you to Paula, Emil, and Prince for being in this episode. We will all see you next time. Bye. Happy Bye. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.